So I have been watching a handful of, I, I've seen a lot of movies recently. Uh, most of them Spider-Man related, but that's sort of un like that's sort of irrelevant. Uh, but I, I've recently bought a, a new TV and so Elena and I have been watching a lot of movies and the more movies I watch, the more I think like, I don't watch a lot of movies right now because it's just, I prefer to play video games. But so we watched Pride and Prejudice, I think three times because it's her favorite movie. And first of all, let me just say, have you seen Pride and Prejudice? Not only did I see it, I took an entire class in college that covered every single thing Jane Austen ever wrote. Okay. Uh, do you like Pride and Prejudice? Because I think it's actually awesome. Out of the Jane Austen books, it is the one of the better ones. Did she write Hunger Games? What was her other ones? Uh, like Emma, Sense and Sensibility. Like they're all they're all like plays off of clever things. I have all the books behind me somewhere. If you would like me to start reading from them, I think I think we're okay for the point I'm trying to make here. Okay, just just letting you know if you're if you ever the offer's on the table. Sure, I maybe maybe you know maybe in episode twenty, which is the next one, we'll make it really special for our <laughs> listeners. Um, but but when I watch movies, sometimes I think about like, could this be a video game? And I was watching Pride and Prejudice, and I was like, this would be a very good Telltale game. Yeah, and I like I I think that Telltale like the Telltale formula can be applied to a lot of things, but I don't know if it will, would always like totally work. But Pride and I mean, Prejudice, you could, you could ask the Telltale company if their if their games work, and um, <laughs> yeah, the answer is nice. probably not because <laughs> they're, they're broken messes oftentimes. Um, but I was thinking like, okay, Pride and Prejudice, you have to manage different relationships with people. Uh, maybe at the end depending on your relationships like do you get married do you not does your father still love you at the end does he not that is what i've been thinking about a lot lately <laughs> are there any games that you th- uh, movies excuse me that would translate well to video games like in general or yeah, i mean or, just like sure i, I mean just, I'm, you know I'm, open I'm, the floor i'll go for one of my favorites of all time and that will be the shawshank redemption i mean that a prison escape. I mean, it's like the way out. Except, I, yeah, I played a way out. Except yeah, <laughs> there's some really bad key moments in that one. I don't know about you, but at least in the way out, I got really into the weightlifting mini game. <laughs> so I actually played the, a way out with um, our good friend Josh, and uh, also other friend of ours, Alex. And there was a really touching scene where one of the characters, after you've broken out of the prison. Spoilers, that's the first like quarter of the game. <laughs> um, there's a really touching scene where you go to this your ho- your old house and you talk to your son and you can play basketball with your son. But the problem with this multiplayer game is in the background, <laughs> the other person who was playing is the other character who was just playing basketball, but like really, really like the animations were <laughs> not up to snuff. So he's just like slamming around in the background. That was a great. Uh, I would recommend that game to people who want to have a good time. Over one evening. Um, Yeah, what's that? Other than that, I'd also say uh, I've been watching The Queen's Gambit. Mm. Um, Are you familiar with this Netflix Ridge? Yeah, it's about like Yu-Gi-Oh or something? Uh, Close, chess. Mm. I I like to think of that as pre-Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, and you know, this has never been thought of before, but I think chess would make a pretty good video game. Yeah, it's, I think, installed on just about every computer. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I think that there's definitely a future in this Queen's Gambit chess game thing that they're talking about in there. I think we should play chess.com, you and me, together. We should we should have a chess game. We should. I, mean, I, I don't think I'm very good. I'm basically like a grandmaster. Are you really? 
absolutely not. When I was in <laughs> uh, grade school, I set up an entire chess tournament for my uh, sixth grade class. That's fun. Uh, I set it up. I worked with my teacher, who was a really good chess player, and I got out in the first round. And it wasn't <laughs> That's so embarrassing. <laughs> Here's all I know about uh, chess. Knight e5, you know, from Harry Potter 1. Yeah, yeah. But this isn't chess. It's hitbox. <laughs> Look at us, episode 19. I feel like every single episode I'm going to be impressed that we're still doing this. Yeah, it's crazy. Episode 20, that's, that's, that is not an insignificant amount of time. That, I know, that's like almost the whole pandemic. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, we, what, we started what, in May? Yeah. At the end of May, and then now here we are. It's, it's the tail end of November. Chilly, you're wearing a beanie. It's an outfit I've never seen you wear before. <laughs> um but uh, Justin, before we get into our topic today, and and I will say this topic is a kind of loose word for us, just sort of talking about whatever sort of video game stuff <laughs> has been going on. Uh, can I talk to you? I know I've been doing this every sort of every week, kind of. Can I talk to you about the the PlayStation Five and my journey? Oh, I definitely need to know. I need to hear these updates. Okay, okay, okay. So I've so I've sort of texted you intermittently about this, but uh, so last week I got it in my cart, checked out at Kohl's, and then they sent me. 180 Kohl's dollar Kohl's cash as a as a penance. Uh wait, $180 of Kohl's cash? Yeah, I got to keep all the Kohl's cash iron. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I know some apparently someone had bought like four, like for friends and stuff, because there was no limit. I mean, you could just add to cart, add to cart, add to cart. So I think he has like a thousand dollars of Kohl's cash. That is awesome. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. So um, so I talked about that last week. And then this week I hopped in a queue an online queue. I got there really, really early uh, on the Sony Direct website. I got through the queue. It didn't, the message said nothing about PlayStations being out of stock. Oh, it's out of stock. And then, like five minutes later, they were like, okay, PlayStations are live now. And I got put back in the end of the queue and it was like over an hour and a half wait. I'm like, I guess I'm too good. I guess I'm just <laughs> simply too good. So, I think I had said last time, I was like, maybe, maybe I might like camp outside of GameStop. And, and maybe maybe see if I can't get yeah. one of them in person uh, in person PlayStations. So, flashback to Thursday night. A lot of people think uh, like to call that Thanksgiving night. Um, so, I, Elaine and I had just eaten a lovely Thanksgiving meal in our respective households. Uh, excuse me. And um, we, I was like, Elena, are you? Do you have any interest in sitting outside in a chair from midnight? until like 7 a.m. when GameStop opens. And she's like, that sounds like fun. So we're driving around. And, oh, there's like lines already. It was like 9 o'clock, and there were like eight people in line already. So we're like, okay, cool. We're not getting in there. We drove to a handful of different GameStops. We drove to one in a mall that I will not name, just to not dox ourselves. Um, <laughs> but there was, a, it is a like open air mall where there's like a lot of stores in one sort of, like kind of like a strip mall, but not. And... Uh, it was completely shut down. The whole mall was shut down on Thursday and was going to be open for Black Friday. So Elena and I were like, all right, here's the plan. We're not going to wait outside. 
for these things. We're going to go to bed. We're going to wake up at 4.30 and then we're going to drive to this mall and we're going to be the first ones in line because right now there's police outside the mall making sure that no one goes in. So we're like, okay, cool, cool, cool. So it's it's 5 a.m. and we're there at the mall and there's maybe nine people in line. We're like, cool. <laughs> so we were like driving around thinking like, well, what do we do now? Do we just go back to bed? And we were like, no, you know what? Let's wait in line at the at my local GameStop, the one right next to my house. And by that, I mean like a three-minute drive from my house. Just to see. Just because, you know what? There's eight people in line, but what if they get nine PlayStation 5s? And we're only going to wait like an hour at this point. So we so we bring our little blankets out. We bring our chairs. We're sitting there. We're having some coffee, enjoying our enjoying the morning, uh, the morning dew, sort of watching the sun rise over this dank parking lot. (laughs) 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 And the manager of the GameStop comes out at about six forty five, and he says, "All right, um, everyone who's curved around the building, that was us." (laughs) They're like. Just so you know, uh, we have two PlayStations and six Xboxes. So the people who are here on, so they're already all accounted for. So unless you're waiting for something else, uh, unfortunately, I don't have anything for you. And I was like, we're, Elaine and I were 100% convinced that we were not going to end up with one. But we were like, it's fun. You know, we're already awake. So I was talking to the manager a little bit because I, I frequent this GameStop. And we we're like, how long has the first guy been waiting for? Justin... If you had to guess, how long would you say that this guy was waiting for his PlayStation 5 outside? 8 a.m. on Thursday, so almost a full 24 hours. So he'd been out there for 36 hours. Oh, my God. (laughs) So the manager was like, yeah, this guy set up shop Wednesday night as we were closing up. So he apparently, it's only been him. He said he had family drop off food and stuff for him. Makes me wonder a lot of questions, sort of about some of the bodily functions that happen day to day. That I mean, I pee eleven times a day. What's that? Did he have a diaper on? I mean, I probably would have just like peed into a bucket and then just like dumped it into the sewers or something. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so Elaine and I were like, "You should just give it to him." I mean, at that point, he's paid. (laughs) But when I when I drove by initially, he wasn't doing like. Elaine and I, we brought like our switches because we thought you know we were going to be there for seven hours. We're like, we brought switches, we brought some books. He was just sitting there focused. And I was like, dang, this is a survivor challenge. Like this went from being like <laughs> sort of a fun little campout thing to he's just sitting there complete focus, dreaming, dreaming of the day in which he could play Demon's Souls remake 2020. I got to um, say, like the sh- most shocking thing about your story yeah. is that they only had two PlayStations. Yeah, apparently that is so. They had said in their advertisement that stores would get a minimum of two. But and literally, they meant a minimum. Literally a minimum of two. I will say, I'm not so broken up about it because Sony has come out, Jim Sony has come out and said, uh, hey, we're planning on restocking a lot of this stuff before the end of the year. You know, does that mean tomorrow or does that mean December 30th? I don't <laughs> know. Uh, but I'm not like, I'm not stressing about getting one of these dang things because we'll get there. We'll get there. So that is that is sort of how it is. Um, that's where it think everything stands right now. That's crazy. I mean, I I've been seeing. Um, I've been, I've been trying to like find out how many of these have been sold so far. Yeah. Um, and according to, and this is probably not the most updated one, but there's a Screen Rant article from four days ago. Um, they said Who's the new console managed to sell somewhere between two point one to two point five million units. 
Um, okay. That means it managed to almost double the Xbox's sale, which comparatively pushed an estimated 1.4 million units on the first day. So that's those are launch day numbers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who is that by, real quick? Uh, that is by a Miles Wong of Screen Rant. All right. So I'm not surprised that if the, if those numbers are like legit, I'm not surprised that Xbox has sold at least half. I mean. Obviously, there's still demand for them, but I don't think that they have quite the... I feel no urgency, agency to buy one right now, you know, just because what am I going to get on there? Obviously, Game Pass is great. I think that's awesome. I think when I do get a series, whatever I end up getting, I will have Game Pass and I'll be using that. But like, what else? What else is there? You know, I mean, the medium comes out in... Oh, no, it doesn't. It comes out in January now. That's going to be, I think, the first Xbox series, whatever, exclusive but like other than that, I mean, the stuff that um, this the stuff that has been upgraded for Series X uh, certainly looks great, and I'm sure like Assassin's Creed looks and plays way better on that thing than on my Quantum Break Edition <laughs> Xbox right. One. But but if you just wait a little bit longer, you would hope that you could get the PS5. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not. I'm again. I'm not particularly worried about it because I know I'll end up getting one. It's just a question of when. Yeah. Yeah, so. that's 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 the big question for sure. And I do have it, and I gotta say, like, I'm to the point where all like the new stuff that that came out, n- not even just for the PlayStation Five, I've already kind of gone through like the new big releases for it, right? Um, and got my fill of them, and now it's just kind of like, you know, waiting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that's the whole thing. I think once I get it, I will be doing a lot of catching up of being like, Bugs Next, Demon Souls, Miles Morales. I'm going to try out Call of Duty because I want to feel how the guns feel like with the new controller. Uh, what's the jumping game The that's on there? Astros, Mario. whatever. Uh, yep, Mario. I'm really excited for the PS5 port of Mario Odyssey. I think it's a really interesting direction that they're taking. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I think I'll do a lot of catching up and then it'll kind of be like... What else? What else you got? And they're like, um, Avengers. I'm like, mm, sorry, PlayStation, you're gonna have to come up with more than Avengers for me to. I actually saw. I forget where it was, but I think it might have been on Walmart or something. There was like a price error, and they were selling Marvel's The Avengers on a Black Friday deal for zero dollars. Yeah, just put. I would play for zero dollars. Just put that in my cart. Yeah, yeah. They. So. Uh, I feel bad. I do feel bad for that game. I mean, they expected to outsell. Do you see this? I don't remember where I saw this, so sorry, whoever I'm not contributing, like, <laughs> is saying. But they said um, they expected to, like, quote, best Insomniac Spider-Man 2018 Ooh. with sales, and they, like, didn't even come close. And, I mean, Ooh. their player base has just completely dropped, which makes sense, and I think we talked about that when it came out. Like, this will be good to play until the next game, but... Yeah, and, like, the sad thing is, like, they keep pushing back, like, the releasing of new characters and stuff. Right, and right. Just, well, like, the little breadcrumb that you would need to keep going with that is just, it's not there. And it's really sad for it. And there's definitely, like, potential in that game. Like, I look at it, see nothing but potential, but it's released. And at a certain point, <laughs> well, I hope it'd be a little bit better. Yeah, it seems like you enjoyed your time with it, but by the time you were done, when you said it was, like, six hours, you were kind of like, yeah, I'm good. I think yeah, I'm okay. yeah. Um, and then, like, when I was going to, like, start to level up my characters and stuff like that, that's when you really saw how little was there. And people always, like, joke at things like <clears throat> Destiny about, like, once you beat the main story, there's not much there but playing the same strikes and the same things like that. But mm-hmm. there is, like, 
that great gameplay loop in games like Destiny that keeps you coming back and keeps replaying those same daily things over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, And the loading times aren't abysmal, so... That's that's very true, but so I, I want to talk to you about about your PlayStation Five. What have you been playing right now? Yeah, I've been I've been actually doing a lot uh, of playing over break. Like I was kind of like saving uh, Thanksgiving break to be like a good opportunity to get into a bunch of games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I uh, have first of all finished Bug Snacks. Oh. Yes, and I'm I'm to the point where I don't know if it's uh, something I want to platinum. I have to be honest. I don't necessarily enjoy a lot of the moment to moment gameplay of mm-hmm. bug snacks um and it, it's you know that whole puzzle puzzly idea in which you have to like get things there at a certain time in order for you to catch it the right way and it's kind of fun to figure that stuff out but it's just it's a little cumbersome with all the different things that you have and the timing of things and it's just a little too open world for right. the type of puzzles you have to do and it's really annoying when something you're trying to track at you accidentally goes left instead of right and it's just more frustrating than not but the thing that really got me going about bug snacks is the story because it gets absolutely bonkers weird is it is it as wild as people are sort of making it out to be i think it it the whole time, there's definitely, like, weirdness that go with it. Um, and, I mean, the ending itself doesn't get super, like, crazy weird mm-hmm. as to where everything else went. But, like, let's just, without spoiling it, they have, like, a, a Marvel-style post credit scene that sets <laughs> up a potential sequel. And, like, it's kind of like, here. what? <laughs> wow. Okay. I, um, I, everything I've heard about Bugs Next makes me want to play really bad. Oh yeah, and 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 like I I think that that's the brilliant thing about it is that with it being like on uh, the PlayStation Plus for the first until I think January, the end of January or beginning of January, mm-hmm. like it, there's no reason not to pick it up if you can. And because I didn't buy it, I don't feel like compelled to like get my your money out of, it. Out of yeah. it or whatever the value is. And I think it would kind of ruin the experience for me if I had to 100% complete it. Because there are just a couple of like those trophies that are just like unnecessary and like not the most fun things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, like one of them, there's like the different Grumpus characters and you have to feed them food for each one of their body parts, which seems pretty straightforward. But in some cases, the characters are a little bit harder to feed than others. And it just is not fun at a certain point (laughs) but at that point Um, it just becomes grinding it out right yeah 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 Yeah. um but like i think at the very least that story itself is totally worth playing through Mm -hmm. um and uh it's it's silly it makes me laugh more than not sure um and like one of the first things that happens is that there's a character talking and then he just gets like smacked by a bunger which is like a okay. little, like hamburger guy that just knocks him away, and it's like the most like campy, cartoonish, ridiculous thing ever. Um, and they have a bunch of like that like silly kind of tongue in cheek stuff. And you know, I, I let me just say I enjoyed watching the credits and seeing all the voice actors who uh, voice acted the various bug snacks. There's some there's some famous people in there. Uh, I think I'm, so. Let me let me look it up. I think Yuri Lowenthal's in there. He's uh, the new Spider-Man, and he's uh, Sasuke Uchiha from Naruto. And if he's Bunger, he's officially my favorite voice actor of all time. Uh, he is Chandlo Funkbun. 
I got to be honest, like a lot of these character names just didn't stick with me. Like I'm really bad at like maintaining character names and like faces. And this is not just a video game thing. This is also like in a TV thing. Like I still couldn't like confidently name you every judge in Chopped. And mm-hmm. I've watched every episode of Chopped. I'm just really um, bad with names. One of them's named Alex and I don't like her very much because I think she's kind of mean. <laughs> she's, she's, you know who I'm talking about? Alex? Alex the judge, she's like got like brown hair. Oh, okay. I thought you were in Bug Snacks and I was like, Oh what? no, 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 no. No, Alex the Chopped Judge. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a lot of Chopped as well. But you but you like it? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's I think it's totally fun. You know, I might keep it and eventually start plunking away at getting all hundred bug snacks and stuff, but yeah. um it, it, it was a it was a good time. Can I talk about a game that I also got for free? Um, that I had a similar thing where I was like, let's see how much I'm going to get out of this for playing it for free. Sure. Okay, so the very, very kind people um, over the developers Cold Symmetry and the publisher Playstack sent me a copy of their game Mortal Shell, which came out earlier this year. It's funny, we talked about it uh, last week because it was nominated for something at the Game Awards. I don't remember what. My apologies. But... They they were very kind and they sent it to me just because for Dual Shockers. Um, so they sent me a free physical copy uh, for the PS4. It was best debut game. Got it, got it, got it. And so I've played it for probably about an hour and a half. And again, I'm very grateful that they sent this to me. Do I think it's a bad game? I do not. Do I think maybe it's a game that is not for me? I, I do, because <laughs> uh, it, it's it is it is a, a Souls like game that is very clearly. I mean, it, it's not trying to hide that it is taking a lot of inspiration from Dark Souls. I mean, the loading screens, it's just a Dark Souls loading screen. We've got an item, item description, whatever, right? Uh, you've got a main hub. You collect souls. It's called Sap. You die. It's hard, um, but the difference is. I mean, other than it's it's less RPG-like than Dark Souls. You don't really... I mean, there are a handful of like upgrades you can get, but you're not like specking magic or stamina or whatever. The, my problem with it is it's like, okay, so Dark Souls is really obtuse, right? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, what if we were more obtuse? I was like, hmm, <laughs> interesting. Uh, I didn't even really like that in Dark Souls. <laughs> so so for to to know what an item does, you have to use it. So every single item that you pick up, you have to use it to know what it is. And I think that's an interesting mechanic, but you're picking up a lot of items. And I don't always, like, I forget to, like, go into the inventory, equip an item, use the item. Oh, it poisoned me and I died? Cool. Um, like, like there are not a lot of fun, good items that make your guy feel very good, <laughs> um, yeah. as you might imagine. There's no, like, healing item either. I mean, there are healing items, but there's no, like, SS flask or, you know, like, blood vials from, like, Bloodborne, whatever. And it's not necessarily bad, but the fact that, like, I don't know what healing items I'm supposed to be using. I looked it up. I am supposed to be eating um, the rotten rats or, like, skewered rats or something like that. <laughs> but awesome. Yeah, it, it's just, it's a little too obtuse for me. And it's the kind of thing where it is close enough to Dark Souls for me to say, like, oh, okay, I know, I, I kind of know how this goes. But it is far enough from Dark Souls to be kind of, like, jarring and not feel very good to play. Just because I am familiar with Dark Souls on how all that works. But um, your character attacks really slow, too. 
which is part of it and just like trying to figure it out uh i looked up a guide on like what am i supposed to do <laughs> because i started it and i was like getting pummeled <laughs> to the ground and i was like what where do i go and ign published a lovely guide for me and they're like okay do all this stuff I'm like, all right cool easy did it and then they're like okay now you're gonna go fight your first boss cool no problem they said okay now this is a pretty easy boss all you have to do is avoid the whatever 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 famous right, cool. last words right literally did not get an attack off killed in one hit uh <laughs> like they're like this is a pretty easy boss for for beginners yeah. uh, are you sure are you 100 yeah. positive so i don't know if i'm gonna put more time into it uh, in fact i know i probably am not i deleted <laughs> it off my ps4 because i was getting like irrationally angry yeah um you know it, because it was so similar to dark souls but not just enough different yeah yeah again uh it reviewed very well from i mean i think dual shockers gave it an eight i think a lot of people really like this game and for people who love that sort of genre that sort of really challenging really obtuse sort of game this is perfect for them it just wasn't really my thing yeah like i think if i'm correct wasn't this built by like a very small team yes i believe they're canadian let me look let me look let me look like when it compared to like other games and i think like that in itself like the quality of this game i think like the graphics behind it and everything look beautiful and and it looks it it seems to show well um but at right. a certain point um if you haven't yet to play the dark souls games maybe play dark souls yeah well the thing is like if you haven't played dark souls you probably are going to get more out of this hate this game Oh, okay. <laughs> no, you're, I think you're going to get a lot more out of this if you haven't played Dark Souls because you don't have to like unlearn some of those things. Uh, let me read this to you. Yeah. Cold Symmetry founded in 2017 by a core of te- by a core team of four um, is best known for yeah its debut title Mortal Shell. The studio is comprised of AAA veterans with a strong passion for making games of their own. Yeah, so it it might be. F- I don't think it's four people. That would be insane but I think it's very small. Oh, I mean, that's still, that's still pretty awesome for a, a game like this. Oh, yeah, to um, look as good as this and to, like, there's a, obviously a community for this that people really like. Do you know why it's it, called Mortal Shells? Yeah, yeah. So you play, okay. So here, here's some obtuse stuff that happened. So <laughs> y- you start off and you wake up and you're like, you're like, a dude without skin so you're just like all muscle and stuff but you you're all white so you're like stark white and you're walking around and you fight a boss it's like a supposed to lose fight but i didn't even get the chance to really understand that i was in a boss fight before i was killed which maybe i thought was maybe not the best use of that but i think i'm also bad you know like it's (laughs) just i'm not very good at these sorts of games so uh, i assume that i'm just I did it poorly. So I'm not saying it's the fault of the developers at all. Again, obviously this game has done very well, but um, you find these like husks of, I don't know if they're dead people or what, but you find these old like bodies of people and you inhabit them and you can change like who you're inhabiting to change your weapon. So I only ever found one. I I saw some, random cutscenes that told me where the other shells were but i couldn't figure out where that ha- was happening because <laughs> it also it starts you in a swamp and i think as far as like dark souls locations the swamp is my least favorite because it all sort of looks the same you know and, and it's not like i don't know i don't want to be running through the swamp 
makes me <laughs> it makes me thankful that games don't have like a smell, you know. Well, is is there poison in the swamp? Because if there <laughs> is, <laughs> there's a frog that if it bites you, you die. Cool, cool. Of, of poison, and there's, uh, hey, Justin, ask me what you can do about that. Nothing. <laughs> At least absolutely that's, nothing. Uh, according to the five items that I tried, um, you, there's nothing. You cannot. There's nothing you can do about that. I'm sure there's like a resist poison item, but. Um, I it was not found by me, but so what about you? What, what else have you been? What else? All have right, you been so through? I am uh, on the path to platinum. Ooh, Spider-Man Miles ah. Morales. I recently watched Into the Spider Verse. Oh, let me tell you, like playing this game makes me want to do nothing more than rewatch Into the Spider Verse. Calling it quits now, baby. I'm alright. That's my Swaley impression. <laughs> I mean, like that, like like Miles Morales, the video game aside, that is yeah. an awesome movie. Like I was just, hey, I was just when I saw that, I was like floored by how great that movie was. Yes, yes. Um, but is the game? Would you say the game? I've heard that the game is still good, but cannot live up to what people expect, sort of from Miles Morales after that movie. So my my only knowledge about miles morales really comes from what you get in the first spider-man marvel spider-man game and into the spider-verse that's all i know got it um so and from what i have gathered uh the miles morales storyline and actually the whole spider-man storyline in insomniacs games they really go against the comics and they use like moments and things and try to like that are that they base things off of but mm-hmm. they're very different from what is in the comic lore right okay. um I, I, it's hard to talk around spoilers but even for like the first game there's a major event that happens to miles morales in the first insomniac spider-man game that i, I think is you not can canon. i think you can talk about that oh, you're talking about how his, his dad is killed yeah yeah like yeah. that's Sorry. not canon. yeah spoiler <laughs> <laughs> well again again i think you've probably played that game if, yeah. if by now um yeah so in the comics it's actually his mom that dies uh and venom kills her <laughs> because because oh, venom is looking for uh for him but um yeah so because so, yeah i've not i've not played the game again i own it it's sitting on my drawer <laughs> on my desk because um I, I am looking forward to playing it, and I, for whatever reason, thought the games were also going to be as scarce as the PS5 was. Yeah. But, um, but, but, are you liking it? Is it? What do you think? But, of it? but in terms of like the the story and stuff, so like, there's a lot of things that characters and stuff that are introduced, and I guess plot twists that are introduced in, into the Spider Verse that. Also, when you see references to them in the Miles Morales game, like I was assuming it was going to be exactly like the movie, but it wasn't. And they twisted and they subverted those expectations. And it was kind of good that I got to know some of these like things. Like I knew that this was an important character. Sure, um, sure. Even before I knew they were an important character in the actual game. So it was yeah. just kind of fun knowing that, but then seeing how they just twisted everything around. And um, I, I, I think it is a great game. And I think if you like the original Spider-Man, you will like this one a lot. Now, the big difference between uh, the, was it 2018 Spider-Man, right? Yep. Or 2018 Spider-Man and uh, uh, Miles Morales is you're not playing as Peter Parker. You're playing as Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. And he has different powers than the other Spider-Man. The yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. OG Spider-Man relies a lot more on his tech. 
He has a lot of like gadgets, almost to the point where there's like a million that you're like flying through and like you barely use them all when you're actually in combat. I platinumed the Insomnia, the 2018 one earlier this year, and <laughs> through the platinum, I did not unlock all of the gadgets. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I was at the end and I was like, is this not a trophy? <laughs> so that just shows you how much I use them. But right. uh, um, yes. And they introduce instead of that, uh, these venom powers, which knowing the tragic backstory of venom, I guess that's a kind of messed up <laughs> name well, for him. <laughs> he is, he's got the venom strike and it's like uh, electricity and stuff. And yeah. that is, to, if I remember, it's been a minute, but to my interest, to my knowledge that is not related to the character venom. They just call oh, oh, him, yeah, him and I, Genki I just call it venom strike. Yeah, and like he has a whole slew of those venom powers. Sure, okay. Um, that he has like a punch, a jump, a dash, a uh, uh, ground pound type of thing that you can do. And they're yeah, basically yeah, yeah. on these chargers that the better you do in combat, they charge up so you can use them. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of cool. Like I, I, I do like that because it feels like you can be ultra powerful in battle because of those electric powers. Yeah, but it also gives you new like puzzle solving skills like you can i forget if this was in the original one but like you can basically tether with your webs like generators together and like open doors and stuff like that oh, with cool. and i believe in the original one you had like your sticky shocky web that you could do stuff like that and conduct electricity but like this one was much more yeah. about like anchoring like point a to point b to point c to point d in order to like carry a current across mm-hmm. that's cool um, that's that's very cool yeah, and, and like the combat itself is fun. I mean, the traversal. I feel like, I mean, I platinum the original one, but I like. I feel like in this game, I really got the the, the traversal down to a point where I was like real good at it. Sure, um, sure. And I, I mean, the story is great. I mean, it's a shorter story than the original one, but I don't think that's or that hurts it at all because it's an awesome story. Um, it's a really good Miles Morales story. You get a lot of uh, information about. His life, his backstory, it, it's pretty emotional. Like, mm-hmm. there's several parts in it that you're like, oh, um, some really, like, nice moments. Uh, and uh, I, I enjoyed it. Um, and basically what's stopping me from getting the platinum right now is that they do a sin. Uh-oh. They make you replay the game. Are you serious for the platinum? Mm-hmm. You had to go on New, New Game Plus to do it. So I've done pretty much everything I can do um, other than a couple of, like story specific things that i have to go back and do but i got to play it on new game plus and i mean if i cu- skip through the cut scenes i could probably get through it in six to seven hours right but right i but don't it's still kind of like feel like it dang <laughs> dang i that's that sucks i'll i'll say it that sucks would, would you recommend it because i mean i'm I, i'm gonna pr- probably play it regardless but it seems like it's it's doing pretty oh, well review I mean, wise I, I, to be honest i was a little bit like not looking forward to playing it but then once you start playing it like just because i was like do i really want to play more of the spider-man <laughs> game right, um, right but then once you got back into it immediately start swinging around you're like okay i'm digging this and the story's mm-hmm. good enough that keeps you going um they have the whole uh, uh fidelity and performance mode yes i had and seen i was flipping around between those two and i actually stuck on the better graphics version rather than the 60 frames per second. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I felt like, you know, a lot of people like that smooth 60 frames per second. I know a lot of people are talking about that this game swinging around is better with Mm -hmm. 60 frames per second. Um, But I actually had a really bad experience with it because when I first switched it on, I was in my Into the Spider-Verse suit. And one of the attachments for that suit is like that, like, kind of animation that you you have in Into the Spider-Verse. So... 
I'm so swinging around in 60 frames per second, which is supposed to be like silky smooth. And then I'm like moving at like maybe <laughs> 10 frames per second. Right, and right. Like, I almost was like getting motion sickness at that whole thing. And I was like, oh. And I know I can obviously turn that off to like solve that problem, but like yeah. it was like if, if that was not a good way to play around with the 60 frames per second. And then by the time I, I had the bravery to put it back on, I was so used to the other one that I just kept it at the 30 frames per second instead of the 60 frames per second. But sure, sure. Game is well, pretty. I was so close to my screen just looking at every pixel. And I was going to say, are you, you're playing it with like ray tracing and stuff, yeah? Yeah. Is that is that cool? Because I mean, to me, that sounds really cool. I got to be honest. Like, yeah. uh, it, you you don't no notice it. No, like I'm not the kind of person who's like just sitting there like being like, "Ooh, this is the best thing ever." I mean, it looks great. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. But like, I was like struggling to see the difference between the fidelity and the high performance mode with the with the graphics. Oh, interesting. Um, interesting. And you know, basically, it's like with reflections and some light stuff here and there that's better in the fidelity mode, but. Um, I'm not I'm not that kind of snobby person to to tell you that it's better w- with fidelity and it's like you got to do 4K gaming because I do have a 4K monitor and I'm able to like play this but mm-hmm. um, just like with the dual sense like it it vibrates and stuff but like you don't really notice it notice it because it's so natural. Well, that's the whole thing. It's like to me, you know, obviously that. F- the first moment when I play a game that does have like really great ray tracing and stuff like that. I think that's going to be like, whoa. But then after that, if you don't notice it, that's when it shines almost the most. When yeah. you, when it just is completely immersive and looks, you know, you're, it's looking more and more real, you know, yeah. and, and stuff like that. So, all right. What else have you been playing? Let me see. What do I want to talk about? Okay. <laughs> let, me, let me be brief here and just say I'm continuing to play Assassin's Creed and, um, I've sort of gotten to the point where I'm kind of like, okay, I see what this game has to offer, <laughs> and that's <laughs> fine, and it's good, and it is fun, but I have, I am maybe good, maybe I'm okay. So uh, I don't know how much more time I'm going to put in that, but I mean, I've put in 15 hours of it, so I think that's a perfectly, perfectly fine amount of time to play it for getting it for free, you know. And then um, I started, and I talked about it briefly last week, Spiritfarer. Now, this game might be one of the best of the year. Damn. It is it is extremely good. It is extremely good. Now, if you don't know, Spirit Fair, you play as um, you know, Charon from Greek from Greek from the Greek cinematic universe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Charon is the if if you don't know who that is, Charon is the guy who pilot not pilots. He's the boatman um, who takes soul, like d- dead souls across the river sticks to uh, the afterlife. And the beginning of the game starts with Cameron retiring and you are the new spirit farer. That's what, what the title comes from. And you get a big boat and you have to expand the boat and make all of the people who you are taking to beyond comfortable and complete quests for them and make their houses nice and grow crops. And it's it's like a management sim. And it is... Like, oh man, the music's so good. The animation, it's all hand animated, like cartoony stuff. It's really, really, really wonderful. The characters are all really interesting. Basically, you pick characters up um, who are ready to move on. And then you do a handful of quests for them to sort of resolve some of those things. And then you bring them to this like bridge. And when you go underneath the bridge, they 
turn into constellations in the sky. It's it's beautiful, and uh, I did cry the first. I, I've only brought one character so far to the uh, to Beyond, but I'm doing a lot of other side stuff in the meantime, and I did I did cry really really hard because it's so bittersweet and it's so lovely, but it's so sad. But it's not like framed as being sad. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's a good game. You yeah, said it it's a, a management sim. Can you yep. explain how that kind of fits into the gameplay? So the idea of the game is to build more stuff on your ship so the people who are on your ship are going to be more comfortable so that you can progress your quests with them. And you sail to different islands. It's, it's actually kind of reminiscent of like Wind Waker in that sense where you explore these different islands and there are some islands where there's a lot going on and you're like, oh, there's a whole town here and there's a shop here and there's more people to bring onto your ship here. And then there's other towns that are like islands that are just like, okay, there's some trees to cut down that you can cut down. And get wood from. Uh, so basically, like all of your, the, I keep on going to call them like villagers because it also reminds me of Animal Crossing, but like all the, the passengers, excuse me, um, are like, they have food that they like, they have food that they dislike. Um, so you're constantly having to cook food for them and make food for them. You are finding like raw materials and like having to convert them into like, you know, you, you take a raw iron and you make that into iron ingots and you plant, you know, different vegetables and fruits and things like that. And you um, get fruit to make different, you know, meals for people or maybe it is required to upgrade their house. You need there was like one person who needed two leeks to make their house nicer. OK, that's um, odd, but yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so like that is the main crux of it. And each thing that you have to do is like its own separate little mini game. Um, so it's not just. Like, I mean, obviously with like plants, it's pretty much like water and pull them out. But um, with things like cutting wood, you have to like keep a little cursor over this like dotted line along the wood to make sure. And the better you do the mini games, the more stuff you get out of out of each thing that you do. So it is it's a it's a wonderful game. Wonderful little message makes me very emotional to play. Yeah, I I, I mean, when you were talking about it last week, I I noticed that was on game pass and i downloaded it so that's on my list of to play i was hoping i'd have more time to play it this week but then miles morales happened and kind of took things from me it has been a nice little break from the stresses of the world because the music is so lovely and the characters are so like saying that they're all nice is not true because i mean the first character that you meet her name's gwen and she's a, a deer and she is like a childhood friend of yours and she she's kind of like rude a little bit, but not to you necessarily. She's just rude to like when she's talking about like things that happened in her life, but you sort of start to realize like, okay, this is why you are this way. You know, she had like a rough childhood with her parents and you start to be like, okay, I can sort of put this together. So like not everyone is nice, but the overall message is nice. It is wonderful. And I'm excited to play more of it later today. <laughs> oh, that's um, great. <laughs> yeah. I'm playing it on the switch too. So it's easy to like, you know, just pick up and go. I've been actually playing it a lot on the TV, but that's just because um, I got a new one, and I'm excited to see what things look like. Everything, even like a like a 2D art styled. How about you? What else? What else you got? All right, another big big game I've been yeah, playing yeah. has uh, not been on the PlayStation Five. It's mm-hmm. been on my little Switch. Yeah, and it's called Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity. Um, I'm trying to think of any of the lines from the games. Link. <laughs> with bad voice acting like I'm gonna start off by by saying like I don't want to like throw too much shade at people for doing a job uh, that I personally um, 
have could could not do. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I probably could be a voice actor, but but you know, like I think Zelda's voice actress is not very good in Breath of the Wild. I'm just going to start off by saying that. Okay. And uh, then in this game, you get more of her talking, and you get more of all the characters talking. Sure. Um, and really, I think to start off, the best thing about this game is you are back in Hyrule from Breath mm-hmm. of the Wild, and there's a clear enough story that I think the original Breath of the Wild lacked. And like, there was a story, obviously, in Breath of the Wild, but it wasn't the focal point of that game. Right, the, the goal was not to tell a narrative. Exactly. Yeah. This one, I mean, <laughs> is this one's goal to tell a narrative? <laughs> I don't know about that. But like, you're, you're getting, basically, it's the recruitment of all of the pilots of the Divine Beasts. So uh, you get to meet all those characters, how they first were introduced to Zelda and Link, um, their little interactions. It's like, it basically happens 100 years before um, Breath of the Wild when the Calamity was just starting. Okay. Yeah, it's it's non-canonical though, right? I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay, keep going. I'm gonna do some googling. Yeah, because like it really it really does. Now you the thing is you might want to be careful about what you Google because if I know anything about the first game, there's a bunch of time travel stuff in the in the first Hyrule Warriors, and this one kind of does start off a little bit with that time traveling aspect of things. So okay. is it the canono- the canonical world? I have not beat it yet, so I cannot tell you for sure. But oh, don't Google this. <laughs> <laughs> um, what'd you find? Well, I'm not going to tell you because you just said that you haven't beaten it. I yeah. just, I read, I literally Googled, so here, here, let me tell you what not to Google. Got Age it. of Calamity, not canon. Do not Google that because the first sentence I read was the description of the end of the game. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> um, now, I mean, obviously, I, 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 if it is canon or if it's not canon, I think it, like, with your description aside, I mean, it's still part of the Zelda timeline, right? I'm. I just. You don't, don't have to answer. <laughs> I don't want to say. I literally am not going to say anything. Okay, because like with Zelda in general, like their timelines all over the place. Oh, anyway, it's horrible. With like, yeah. like, yeah, it's very confusing. So like, even even at the very basic level, I could see it happening in the Breath of the Wild timeline, or I could see it happening in one of those weird alternate reality timelines, and it would still kind of fit and make sense with how mm-hmm. the game starts off. Um, and basically. Uh, you're, you're this little uh, baby guardian gets thrown through time and finds Link and Zelda and starts activating all the Sheikah stuff uh, and enhancing the Sheikah Slate's power. All those towers from Breath of the Wild pop up when it comes into their timeline. And basically, they start to gather their, their group together to fight against the Calamity. Okay. And that's like the whole story. You get like a lot of dialogue, a lot of characters that you don't see in the original game, a lot of characters from the original game. And by original game, I mean Breath of the Wild. Yep. And like, it, it's pretty interesting to like go through that story and see where it's going. But then you're going back to playing Hyrule Warriors, which mm-hmm. is a Warriors game, which is what are they? What's the name of that genre? Mus- Muso, something a, like that. It's a Mishi. It's a Mishi Muso game. It's a Muso game. Yeah. And it is, uh, it's fine to start, but then it just keeps, you keep going back to it. Right, right. And it's, repetitive's not the right word necessarily, but it is a little repetitive. And in order to get to the next story mission, 
you have to level up your characters to get to a certain level to like a recommended level. And I guess you could go into a lot of these battles under leveled, but then you start doing these like shorter bite sized levels of just like sword training, sword training one, spear yeah, training. Right. And then it like the combat itself is 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 fine. Like if you don't know what these kind of games are, basically you're you're killing in a level like thousands of people and occasionally they have like a bigger like general boss that you have to fight Mm -hmm. and those are a little bit more complicated of battles but still essentially you're just kind of like going back and forth between two buttons trying to get a couple combos whether you're tapping the the uh, x or y and kind of going with that you can dodge you can um have character specific abilities. Um, each character has uh, one of the Sheikah Slate powers. They all have the cryo- cryonesis. I'm going to get these wrong. Uh, magnesis, stasis, and what's the other one? Bomb. Bombs. <laughs> Bombsis. And one, and one was also a camera. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you don't have the camera, unfortunately. Right, right, right. Um, but they all have like a version of that. So like Lynx, he throws three bombs in a row and they explode everyone. Mm-hmm. Zelda's, you can control a big bomb that like as it's walking throws bombs around. Um, Impa's character, like if you basically creates like a cloud with bombs falling off to the top. So they all have like different versions of those, which makes it kind of unique and fun to play with them. Um, and you're just going around and you're basically fighting people. You're getting new swords. You're feeding your swords into other swords to make them stronger. You're leveling them up. But it is to the point where it's so grindy to level yeah. your your characters up. And it's again not that it's hard, but right. it's just kind of like a lot of just. Uh, which is disappointing because the actual story missions are great. You have mm-hmm. these big maps with all these different areas that you have to like control you have objectives that you have to do objectives are pretty varied um if you played the demo version of it one of the uh first missions that you play is basically fighting a guardian but when you start off it's too strong so you have to like run away and avoid it and lead it somewhere else and then you have to start weakening it by doing these like interactable things where you like throw something at it and then by the end of this epic chase through this level then you can fight it and that's kind of cool and the story missions i think are the highlights because you not only get more story and everything but uh the stuff that you're doing in them is a little bit more than just killing a thousand enemies right right but then like to level yourself up and doing the side missions and stuff like that it's just kind of like i don't know man (laughs) that's to be honest with you kind of why i'm not super interested because i mean i I know that they're working on a sequel for breath of the wild which i'm excited for whenever we hear more about that so probably in three years but like i don't care enough to want to play it basically like a (laughs) fan made i mean it's not fan made obviously but it's it's not like it's not a zelda game it is a it is a warriors game a moose whatever it is game with a zelda skin to it which i'm sure the story is cool and interesting and whatever but i just i have no interest in in doing a -a grindathon yeah, and, well, and I have to say, like, when you say a Zelda skin, I think that's one of the strongest things about it because it almost feels like you're playing more Breath of the Wild. Right, with, right. like, how the map is and the sounds and, like, everything about the menu, but then it's disappointing when the you have the whole map that has different, like, uh, tasks on it and different, like, battles on it, but, like, you can't, like, just walk anywhere in the world. Right, it's, like, at the end of the day, it's still that game. Yeah, exactly, and... You know, it's if you're into these games, I think it's a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't play the last one, but 
this one seems like <clears throat> apparently this one seems like people are liking it a lot. Yeah, I think I, I I forget where I saw this, but I think this is uh highly selling already. Yeah, I think yeah. One of the the more popular of these Muso Muso games um uh to come out and you know it if you're intrigued, well it's hard to okay. There's a demo, and you basically get to play right, it to right. the, the part where you uh, recruit the uh, the pilots, and like I almost say, like the the demo lures you into a false sense of security. <laughs> sure, because it, it is is fun and unique enough that I think it will draw people in, but it doesn't really show the grind in the way mm-hmm. that it's bad. And I think one of the things that's really impacting my enjoyment of this game, and it's only going to get worse as uh, the console life, uh, as the Switch gets older, but I play more PlayStation 5, are the load times, man. And oh, I don't yeah, want to sure. be that person. And the load times aren't ridiculous, but when you're used to nothing, no loading, nothing at all, and it's so yeah. quick, and then you go to the game like this, it's it's a little hard to sit there and get through that. Um but overall, would I recommend it? Probably not. Uh, overall, am I going to finish it? I don't think so. Okay. Well, when Those you decide that you're done, I want to talk to you about the ending that I read about. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Because I think that will be it. I mean, that'll be a five-minute conversation, but whatever. Can I talk about the last game that I want to talk about here? Please. I probably should have said it up front that where this is sort of a catch-up review uh, of the things that we've been playing, but yeah, uh, we, we've been we've been like just building on this stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I have a, it is no secret on this show that I don't love platformer games. That like it's just not my genre. I can recognize that they're good, but it's just like I don't seek them out. So I sat down last night at six o'clock, and. We we had both downloaded Stadia because we got it for free like two I've I have free like two free months of Stadia because of you because of your recommendation thing that I signed into, and I was like looking to try out some games and I tried out a handful of games and I was like well what 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 else do I want to play so that I can really have this conversation uh, with, with Justin tomorrow? It's like ooh Celeste I'll, I'll give that a go you know play it for thirty minutes whatever, so I sat down at seven o'clock and I stopped playing at one. And <laughs> that game is good. Oh my gosh, that game is very, very, very good. Uh, it, it's the kind of like it reminds me of some of the stuff I played, some of the harder levels I played on like Mario Maker Two, where I think in one of the girlfriend reviews they said these types of game levels are an insult that my boyfriend can't just walk away from. And that's exactly what Celeste is. Where it's like, <laughs> when they, there have been mo- there have been levels where I've been like, oh, interesting. I beat Celeste. I found the end, the last level of <laughs> the impossible level. But then I sit there. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. There have been levels that I died, you know, a hundred times on. And, and again, I'm not a great platforming guy, um, but th- this is a. Have you played it? It's a great game. Yeah, I, I I am interested as you get to the end of the game how your attitude is going to change about that. So I'm at, I think I'm at the very end. What the, part? So spoilers for Celeste. <laughs> uh, hey, play it. I've said, I played it. I'm like, 
you know, I sat down for five hours last night and played this game. It's not, it's not terribly long. It doesn't seem. Um, I am making, I've made peace with my evil, with, with the anxiety version of my character. And now we are working together to get to the top of the mountain. Is it like the mountain peak or whatever? Yeah. I'm on like okay. chapter seven, I think of eight. Yeah. So uh, th- that level broke me. Oh, I have spent a lot of time just sitting like, died, okay, die, okay, die, yeah. okay. Yeah, and um, are, are you, I guess this is a fair question to ask, are you going to plan on beating it straight up? What does that mean? So this game is, another thing that this game is known for is its wide... Uh, range besides this difficulty of accessibility options. Okay. And they have a ton of them that, you know, basically you can make it just a little bit easier by maybe having an extra jump mm-hmm. or basically have unlimited jumps. Yeah. Where you can just yes. kind of fly around the map and stuff like that. And like it, it's, it's to the, it's, it's one of the better games in terms of like making it to the difficulty level that you wanted to. Mm-hmm. And when I got to the, the mountain peak ascension level, um, I needed to do that because it was to that point where I was the frustrated. That's not the happy frustrated. It's not the yeah, place yeah. I like. It's not my zone I have to be with. And I needed, I needed to do that because I wanted to beat the game and at least mm-hmm. have that check off my list. But I, there's no way I would sit there for hours and hours and hours to to do each one of the different points of the mountain to kind of get up it. Um, and I think like one of the great things about this game is that with the themes that this game is tackling the entire time, it's really like telling you that it's okay to do this. Like, yeah. you know, you don't have to like do it one way. Like literally the game's message is to don't stress yourself out too much. And then if it gets to a point where you stress yourself out too much, then you can bring it down and it's fine. Yeah. Well, I, I like one of the first things that the game says is you can do this. And I've been thinking about that. And I was like, wow, I would love it if like Sekiro started like that. Or Immortal <laughs> Shell, Immortal Shell should have started like, you got this. I'd be like, thank you, Mortal Shell. <laughs> um, yeah, yes. Uh, I have not, I am playing it how it is when you start the game. It, so I've had one jump up until this point. Now I have two because of plot reasons. Uh, the thing is, though, I did look for those options, and so again, I'm playing this on Stadia. I don't think I don't I couldn't find them. I went to options, and and there was no way for me to have multiple jumps or whatever. Maybe I just am not looking at the correct option settings or whatever. But yet, I I can't find that because there have been there have been levels where I've been like, okay, I'm going to turn this on. But what ended up happening is. I couldn't find the those options, so I just said, "All right, I'm gonna just beat this level." And so I, I have so far. I've not I've not touched any of that. But again, I haven't seen that, so I don't know if that's a Stadia thing or if it's a me thing where I just am blind. Can't find can't the right see. spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, it's I, a good game. Yeah, I, and I, I, the platforming itself, um, I like. It's like each chapter there's like a different thing about yes. that chapter to make it unique and uh it, each one feels very different from each other with what its basic center mechanic is mm-hmm. um which i like a lot um and uh did, did you do any of the b-side stuff 
So I've unlocked, uh, so let me say this. I was playing it and I was trying to get a lot of these strawberries and then there were some rooms where I would like walk in, look at it and be like, yeah, I'm okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've collected two B-side tapes. I don't know what that is yet. I know that it shows up when I start the game. Like when I've logged off and started it back up again. So I assume that's something to do afterwards, but no, not not yet. Because those ones are like, if the summit chapter is hard, those ones are. Yeah, like the thing is, I have been ignoring a lot of the strawberry stuff because I'm just because at this point, you know, I've played it now. I sat down with it for five hours or so. That's not five. Yeah, five hours or so. Uh, I have, I am satisfied with my experience with it. So now at this point, I'm sort of just like trying to get to the end here because yeah. my, it, my satisfaction of it does not come from ch- doing challenging, challenging platforming stuff. There are times though, when I will breeze through a certain section in one go and I'm like, am I a God? And then, <laughs> like, and then the next section, like try, you know, 50, 60 times. So, uh, but it is, it is really good and I'm liking a lot. And the only reason I picked it up was because it was for free on Stadia Pro, which you and I both have for two months. Yeah. Um, so, so you like it? Yeah. What are you thinking of Stadia? So, I, well, this, this whole journey down as playing Stadia started when I was on SlickDeals.com, which uh, not a sponsor, but great website to go to frequently. Uh, they had a Stadia Pro bundle um, for free if you already had YouTube Premium. And I was like, I do have YouTube Premium uh, that I got a while ago when Cobra Kai first came out. And I've just kept it since because I love having no ads because I'm that kind of person. Sure. Um, So you got the Chromecast Ultra. You got a Stadia controller. And I think you got three months of Stadia Mm -hmm. Pro for free. And then I gifted you two months and because i gifted you that i think i got another month added to my thing so um and like i have no i had no interest in playing stadia none at all but when i saw this deal i'm like you mean i can get something for nothing (laughs) right right and the chromecast ultra is like oh okay that's pretty cool anyway to have yeah um so i got it and um before the controller came i started testing out the service um and i immediately was like is this gonna work so I tried mm-hmm. some of the games that would be the more complicated ones to play, which would be shooter games, I thought. Because yep. like if you had bad latency... And I guess Celeste would be another good one because that's like a, a platformer kind of you know, very yeah, precise that's, movement. That's why I picked it up, yeah. Um, so I started off playing Risk of Rain 2, um, and I learned something. I learned Risk of Rain 2 is not a game for me. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> um but it's like uh, Risk of Rain 2 is like basically a third person kind of, per- I don't even know if it's procedural, but like it's a run based game where you start as a different operator and you basically have to um, find this gate in a world. And the longer you are in, in your run, the harder the world level gets. Mm-hmm. Um, and you basically have to like do a risk reward. Do I want to stay in this first area that has easier enemies in it to get all the upgrades? Um but the longer I stay in here, the harder it gets for the next time. Or do I want to just kind of rush through it as quickly as I can so I can get to like maybe like the last stage with mm-hmm. an easier uh, with an easier world level, but I don't have as many upgrades and stuff. W- whatever. I did not enjoy the game, but it, w- it controlled pretty well. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay, great. So then I pulled up uh, Destiny 2. And they have, I think, like the first two expansions on it uh, w- and the pro version for free. 
And by the way, the pro version, for those of you who don't know, you basically have like, it's a Netflix kind of subscription service that you can play from a list of games uh, and you can play them as many as much as you want in that month. I think it's like $10 a month or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm going to be honest, the selection of those games ain't too great. It's not very good. <laughs> uh, it's it's not awesome. <laughs> but and regardless of having the Stadia Pro or not, you can still buy games through the Stadia service without correct, being correct. a pro member, and you can still stream them uh, with your devices. And you know, I could still theoretically, like once my four months is done, still play. Uh, you know, if I want to buy Cyberpunk, for example, on Stadia, I could play that on my devices with mm-hmm. my either Stadia Pro controller or my Xbox Series Two controller. Um, but they do have destiny. They don't have like beyond light or whatever. Like that's the new one. That one, let me tell you before I really get to talking about my, my, uh, stadia stuff It's very confusing playing destiny Two today. Um, yeah, I can imagine because I have it. I have access to it on stadia on game pass on steam on my PlayStation and, uh, each one is you can link your accounts up so you're using the same character, but each one has like different things. And if you want to buy the DLC, you have to buy it for each platform specifically. Oh, that sucks. It does. So like if I wanted to get Beyond Light, I'd have to buy it for Stadia. I'd have to buy it for Steam. I'd have to buy it for PlayStation. Um, it's free though with Game Pass on your Xbox, but not on your PC Xbox. Mm, I'm glad it's, that's not confusing at all. No, no, not at all. But anywho, so I've been playing it, and I've been playing some of like the I, I've played the very first DLC that came out, but I've been playing the one where Cade, uh, the Cade Six is that his name? I've not played a single minute of Destiny. Great, perfect. I play the one where he dies, um, and oh, it's not well, a spoiler because it's literally it was in the marketing. He's like, he is a revenge thing. I was gonna play it. No, oh, gonna sorry, play I ruined it. it for you. Bye, Nathan Fillion. He's dead. Cade, what? Yeah. Ah, oh, man, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Halo um, ODST all over again. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's very confusing to find out, but the Stadia Pro version is like everything except Beyond Light, which is the one that just came out. Okay. So I was playing that, playing through it, and I started playing with my Series 2 controller, and I had terrible uh, issues with it, with it like syncing. Like I would basically like, move my joystick, and it would like overcorrect it like just wasn't syncing correctly and i don't know why mm-hmm. that was so then i went to mouse and keyboard and mouse and keyboard was fine um yeah. and then i go and play it on the chromecast with the stadia pro controller and let me tell you this controller i want to hold this up to the screen so you can see it this controller looks very similar to the dual sense yeah it does right it has the same kind of joystick setup same oh kind it does of yeah 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 it is one of the worst controllers I've ever used in my life. Really? It is god awful. And part of the reason it just when you're holding it, it just feels like the it feels cheap for some reason, which I know is a weird thing. It just doesn't sit well in the bottom of your hands. Like I feel like my pinkies are like touching my my fit my hand in a weird way. Yeah, okay. But that's not even the worst part about it. These effing triggers. Are they bad? I have never played a console before where I constantly accidentally aim down the sights because just putting my fingers on them, they're so sensitive. Oh, By just resting my fingers on them, it'll randomly just like Make aim down, down the sight without me barely registering a touch. And like it was bad. Like it was annoying. It was like I, I couldn't tell. Like at first I thought it was just maybe like a 
uh, a thing about it streaming and everything like that. But no, it was it was it was the controller. They're, it's terrible. I never want to mm-hmm. use this again. But it was free. Um, but uh, I played it for probably five hours on my TV uh, with a controller that I hate, and yeah. I had not a single issue with it. Sure. In terms of the streaming, in terms of the quality, in terms of everything, it was awesome. Like the technology itself, I was just like floored by how great it worked. Mm-hmm. What were your experiences using it? So I thought that. So I now again to talk about my super cool new TV. Uh, I thought that I could get the Stadia app on that actual TV because it's a smart TV. Uh, you can't. It. I would like. I was trying to search it, and it was like Google Stadia, and it's like I don't know what you're asking me. Like, okay, <laughs> that's fine. Um, and so I was trying to get it to work on. A, we have a Fire Stick upstairs, and I was like mm-hmm. trying to get it to work on a Fire Stick, but the Fire Stick was not working. So I was like, whatever, who cares? I'm just going to use this on my computer. I didn't understand. I mean, I understand what streaming is, and I understand what Google Stadia is, but it, for whatever reason, it did not click that I would not be actually running the games on my computer. So <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm about to. Uh, say goodbye to this computer, I guess, because it's about to literally melt. Uh, I'm, I'm, I have a MacBook Pro from like 2016, so it's not old, but it's not new. It, I mean, it has a hard time running Discord and also using Google Chrome. So, like, <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> right. So, so bear that in mind. Uh, I mean, it, it works. It works perfectly, which was super whack. There were obviously some times when I had some latency and whatever, just from you know my internet fluctuating and whatnot, but. I've not had a real problem at all. I'm playing on an Xbox One controller because I prefer that to like a PlayStation 4 controller and I don't have a Stadia One. But I played... You're missing nothing. I mean, from what you're saying, I don't want one. <laughs> <laughs> so let me let me look. So I played um, Super Hot Mind Control Delete, which is a fun title. Uh, oh, wow. It's just more super hot. I played Sniper Elite 4 Italy, or Italia, which I guess is the subtitle, which is a weird subtitle. Can you imagine if other games did that? <laughs> if it was like Uncharted 4, Peru. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> okay. Um, but, uh, and, then I, and then I picked up Celeste, and I've been playing it basically nonstop since I started it. it it's cool. It's, it's truly very cool. And, I mean, just playing it on my computer is so weird. Because that is not something I've ever been able to do uh, with any sort of real consistency or or whatever. And, I mean, pairing a controller is super simple. And actually finding the games, I mean, you don't have to download them. You literally, when you have uh, Stadia Pro, you just look through the list of eight games that they're like, please play these games, please. <laughs> <laughs> and and you just click and you click play game, claim. And then you claim the game and then you start playing it. It's pretty sweet. And I was sitting there, I was like, man... Why don't I do like? Why don't I just get into this? And I was like, oh, because I have a PlayStation. <laughs> like yeah. I, I like physical media and and that kind of stuff. But it's it's interesting. It went from sort of being not a joke exactly, but something that was totally one hundred percent not on my radar as a thing that I would even like to going to like, oh, this is actually kind of cool. And and I went from you know trying it out this week to talk about it today to now I'm kind of like, I've got two months of this. I'm probably gonna make. I'm probably going to play this in between, you know, when I'm doing whatever, just because it's it's right there and it's so easily available and, I mean, doesn't make me worry about the state of my computer. 
you know. Yeah, and it, it was so easy just to like on your computer go to the the, the web page and like play things. And, like oh, like it, literally seconds. It's to, you to go play. to the browser, click play, and then you're in it. Which I is did. Really I do cool. have to admit, setting it up with the Chromecast and the controller on my TV was a bit of a slog. Like oh, it yeah. had to update initially and stuff like yeah, that, okay, so okay. it did take me a little bit to like get everything set, situated and set up on that thing. And it's kind of confusing because you have to control it with your app. Like you have to add games through your app. You can't just do it through the TV. Oh, so I felt weird. like I had it on my phone. It was a little more complicated than it had to be. But just playing it on a computer, fantastic. No problems. I love it. No problems at all. Well, I thought there were no problems. This is where this is where it's going to turn a little bit. Okay, because I'm I'm I would say I'm net positive on Stadia at this moment, which was not where I thought we would be. Where right, I be. exactly. <laughs> like the fact um, I'm like, is this good? <laughs> yeah, no, and I, I agree. I and I I want to say like I'm going to preface this by saying the end of the day, this technology is awesome. It's kind of great. I can't necessarily recommend you getting Stadia Pro, but there's definitely a type of person that I think, or a type of like your situation with your with your computer. Yeah. Like, this is awesome that you can play current gen things on your computer that look great and run great. Well, okay, I guess my question is before we uh, and I do I generally do want to hear what you have to say because <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. I love when things go wrong for us, but um, <laughs> I think it's very funny. But I guess the whole question I'm wondering is like, okay, who is this? Who is the audience for this? Because to me, the kind of person who wants to play these AAA games probably is already has an Xbox or PlayStation or a Switch or whatever, you know? So, like, I saw, I mean, a lot of ads, like, pre-order Cyberpunk on Stadia. And I'm like, I mean, I won't. But I guess that's cool that that's an option. And, and again, I'm talking, I have no research for this. So I could be completely 100% wrong. But to me, this seems like kind of an interesting thing for people who like video games to check out and be like, oh, that is kind of cool. But, I mean, I'm not going to stop using consoles over this just because I don't know what the future of this looks like. Yeah, I, I I think the real answer to who is this for, I feel like this technology is for a lot of people, but the Stadia service is not. And sure. what I mean sure. by that, we both played the control demo. Yes, on, on Switch. Switch. Which was streaming. And I, I think we had a kind of different experience with this, but I thought it worked great. Yeah, I, I tried it once in the visual, like fidelity version and it did not work very well but then i tried a <laughs> performance fidelity and it worked perfectly fine like better and, better than when i was playing it on my playstation and i think that is kind of where this is could go like to be able to play on your yeah, switch yeah like on well, i guess not really on the go but be able to play in your on a handheld device or even on your phone mm-hmm. um like high quality games i think that's that's a kind of workaround that's kind of future that you know, if they were with a, and I hate to say if they were with a console, but like that's a way to kind of extend the life of consoles. That's a kind of a way to get things conveniently to you. Um, yeah. I mean, that's initially what PlayStation Now tried to do, but the technology was not as good as Stadia is. Right, right. You know, I think there is a place for it there, but that's still a very specific case because even then, if you're going to sit there and, and want to play Cyberpunk perfectly on your Switch, let me tell you something. Good luck. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> right. You know, streaming or not, that's not going to be the optimal way to play that that game anyway, um, mm-hmm. because the Switch ain't made for first-person shooters, in my opinion. But, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I'm never going to see me buying a Stadia game. Right, right. That's the whole thing. I was thinking, like, wow, this is pretty cool. But I was also thinking, like, the library isn't necessarily there. Right. I'll, play, I'll hop on play a few encounters of Super Hot, but, like, 
they're pushing really hard. The Jedi Fallen Order was, you know, whatever percent off. And I was like, that's cool. I'm not, I, if I didn't play this game, I probably wouldn't play it here. Yeah. You know. So, so what was the, what was the bad experience you had? Okay, Something so like when I first put the controller in, uh, I was having issues with it, so I played Destiny and mouse and keyboard. I still don't know why that happened, but I hooked up my uh, Series 2 uh, Xbox Elite controller, and the second time I did it, it was working fine. But then I had a couple of like latency issues that I didn't have when I was playing on my TV, a couple like stutters and stuff, and I was like, okay, that's kind of annoying and weird that it was on my computer but not um, on the, the Chromecast Ultra. And then I noticed some of my button inputs weren't really one-to-one. Hmm. Like, I'd be per- like trying to jump, and then I'd, like, be pressing the, 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 the jump button, the A button, and, like, one out of every ten times, it didn't work. And I was like, this, this is a problem. Yeah. So then I started messing around with the controller, and I was like, well, let me try these cool little paddles, because I keep hearing that if you jump with the paddles, like it's a good way to like not move your hand off the thumbstick mm-hmm. on, the, on the Elite controller. So I was using the paddle to jump with like my, my back finger, and I was having not a single problem jumping with the paddle. Okay. And I was like, what's so going on here? Issue? Yeah. And then I started, I, I played, went back to play some Alan Wake, because I still had that installed on my computer with the controller. Yeah. This is straight up this the controller. My $180 controller Dang. wasn't registering correctly. And then I start to do some research on this. And apparently this was a common issue with the controller. Uh. That the buttons sometimes just don't work right. Weird. So what's so the fix? Yeah. The fix was to, to send it back. Now, uh, part of the problem was I bought it through Amazon. Okay. And I thought it was like the Microsoft selling it on Amazon, but apparently it wasn't. So they sent me another one, but I have a theory. I think Microsoft does not sell those controllers anymore. And they only sell, if I would have bought directly from Microsoft, they probably sell the better updated fixed versions of this controller. Mm, Sure, sure. But like the seller, like an Amazon, probably has a huge stock of these. Because I was like reading and they're like, even I got a new one. I got like four new ones. They still don't work. So now I'm really nervous that this $180 controller, which I've done nothing but say nice things about, yeah. is has this problem that makes it unplayable. Because I'm sorry, not one out of every 10 times your button don't work. That's not great. You can't have that. <laughs> no. And it was like you had to press it like, if you press it down like perfectly in the center, it works. But it's like kind of off to the side. Um, right, right. So I don't know, man. Like that that's very concerning to me. And, uh, you know, I, the, the more and more I'm playing with the DualSense, the more I'm liking this controller a lot more in my hands mm. uh, than other ones. And I do like it a lot. And I just, you know, feel a little duped by the, the Series Elite 2 controller. I don't know. Well, it, it, it automatically makes it hard for me to recommend this controller, if that's my experience. And reading other people had very similar experiences, too. Right. And now you're just potentially waiting for the new one that you just got to, like, crap out on you. Yep. Dang. Yeah. So well, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. that. But it has nothing to do with Stadia, which is a good thing, just proving that the tech is actually pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it is It is actually very cool. And I would say that I am impressed by Stadia, and I'm curious how much more I'm going to play on it. Because obviously I'm going to finish Celeste. I'm probably going to do that when we're done here. But yeah, I I, I think it's actually pretty quite cool. Yeah, it, it really, like better than what I thought it could be. Um, yeah. And... Unfortunately, I it, I think as we we're talking about, it, I just don't know who it's for, mm-hmm. even though it's cool. 
thanks so much for for joining in with us this um, this cold uh, Sunday afternoon. I mean, obviously, when this goes up, uh, it'll be hopefully Wednesday at noon, unless, of course, our podcast uh, distributor decides to try and kill us yet again. I'm glad that it didn't. I'm glad that we're alive. I was, to be honest, Justin, getting a little nervous there. So it wasn't working <laughs> for like, it was like six hours. That this website wasn't working. And I was like, oh no, did it eat our podcast? I don't, we're, we can't get that back. I mean, we can. I have all, well, I have all yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, did it go into your computer and start deleting the file? No, but wouldn't that be very scary? That, yeah. That'd, that'd be, be very, messed like, up, man. <laughs> yeah. I would have some complaints. <laughs> I would, I would Just have a some few. complaints. <laughs> But uh, yeah, seriously, thank you so much for listening. If you feel so inclined, it would be it would mean the world to us if you'd share it with a friend, or if you took a look at our Facebook or Twitter feeds, if you would retweet some of those uh, audiograms, which is a word that I learned about what those are. And on Twitter, that's we're at Hitbox Pod, or you just search on Facebook, uh, Hitbox Podcast will will come right up. Or you can email us at hitboxofficialpodcast at gmail.com. And additionally, we're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can follow us there or leave a review, whatever you want. Seriously, whatever you want. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to say anything about how Spotify is incredible and how it curates a playlist for you every single week and day. I'm not going to say anything about how Apple podcasts or Apple music doesn't do that. Yeah. I gotta be, I I use, I use Apple and it's like, it's garbage. Oh, is it really? Actually, I I have very little feelings about this. I was just saying it to say it. Yeah, no, no, no. (laughs) It's like the most, like I'm just there because that's where like I'm used to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not great. It's sure. It's not. I under, I understand. Uh, Hey, next week we're talking about something We're we got to be getting ready to talk about game of the year stuff. So we'll see. Well, you know what? Hopefully by then I'll have a PlayStation 5. I've been saying that for like six <laughs> weeks. But hey, thank, again, thanks so much for listening. And always remember that old games, wait for it, wait for it, not old. Okay. So oh, I was going to say old games load slower than new games do now. Uh, Yeah, that's true. And even old games load faster, Some but they're them, still yeah. old. That's true. So. That's true. All right, later. <laughs> Bye. All right, that's I'll stop recording. <laughs>